I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It's a market with significant risks that are all put on the borrower. Making a decision to buy a house is an easy one because most people want to own a home. But nobody has the money just to buy one. People need to borrow and need to borrow a lot of money. But if you look at before the financial crisis, the mortgage products haven't changed since then. You know, if you change your product into a long dated fixed, you protect the borrower, you can lend a higher amount, they need less of a deposit. Everybody needs a home, otherwise you store up issues for the future. So this is why we said, hold on, let's make that happen. The snowball has started to roll and the benefits are clear. When interest rates exploded late in 2021, almost every British homeowner felt the pain. And by passing it on to their tenants, most renters too. You see, the monthly mortgage payment for a typical house could easily have gone from £1,300 to £1,800 in the space of a year, while everything else was getting more expensive too. And the faster those other prices rose, the faster rates rose, causing an escalating cycle of pain for households who had, from their side, been doing nothing different. If only there was another way. But doesn't every country run mortgages like this? Welcome to How to Lend Money to Strangers with Brendan LeGrange. Ayan Verbeek, CEO and co-founder of Perina. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Ayan, I grew up in South Africa at a time when mortgage interest rates were really high, you know, well into the double digits and always at risk of rising. And invariably, there was talk of interest rates. Are they going up again? Are they staying where they are? But then interest rates kind of disappeared as a topic of discussion. We had this decade or more of flat interest rates and Perhaps we got a bit complacent because you know, a year or two ago, when interest rates started rising post-COVID, they caused chaos, I think, around the world, but maybe most significantly here in the UK. You were not taken by surprise by this. You weren't you know, walking around with one of those signs saying the end is near. But for the last decade, you've been working to try and get the message out that there's something wrong with the structure in UK mortgages. So. Before we talk about Perina and kind of what you're building there at the bank, would you mind starting with that vision behind it and what you saw at a high level that made you worried all those years ago and why you've been working so hard to bring about a pretty fundamental change? I've been in mortgage finance for 20, 30 years. I've seen a few cycles and I've lived through the crisis and people need two things in their lives. They need shelter, they need a home and they need an income. But that's the core of, of living. And you just have to take the interest rate environment as it is and buy a home when you want a home. Right? So it's important that in every interest rate environment, in any market environment, an average family can, can afford an average home. Because then people have a happy life and 
we have a stable society, etc. Now, when I started looking at the market, this was, uh, let's say, 2000, I was at Moody's analyzing the details of all mortgage markets across the world <laughs> and then went into banking, financing mortgages, structures all over the world. You start comparing and contrasting different systems, the way they operate. And then the financial crisis hits and you see, hold on, this is not right. We have a major issue here. It was much better in other countries. Obviously, all countries had problems, but consumers were protected in other countries like the Netherlands, like Denmark, like the US. They did not have the interest rate shocks that were building up in the system. You could see that it's just storing up problems that had to go wrong at some point. So this is why we said, hold on, everybody needs a home. Otherwise, you store up issues for the future. Let's make that happen for the UK, which was very vulnerable. We had very high debt levels at very low interest rates and all variable rate. That's when we decided to introduce long-dated fixed-rate mortgages because, like in other countries, that would stabilize the country, help people onto the ladder, and avoid problems in the future because it's a long-term we're looking at. You can see why this is such a stressful thing. You are still working the same job, getting the same salary, living the same life, and somewhere in a distant country there's been an economic crisis and suddenly your mortgage costs you 10, 20, 30, 40, 50% more per month. And as I was preparing for this, I was, I was thinking about you know, innovation in the mortgage space. And I, I wonder, buying a house and obviously then getting the mortgage for that is such a big step in everybody's life. There's so many things you need to do right, and it's going to have such a big impact on the next couple of decades of your life that almost everybody who who can will speak to their parents about how to do it, will go and look for somebody who's bought a house a few years ago and ask them. And you know, generally speaking, that's good, of course. But I wonder, does that sort of carrying over of traditions also bring with it a few complications when it comes to to doing innovation. If you've lived in the UK your whole life, the structure of how UK mortgages are, are done, you can easily come to think of it as the only structure. Making a decision to buy a house is an easy one because most people want to own a home. Yeah. 75% of people that don't own a home like to have one, but nobody has the money just to buy one. People need to borrow and need to borrow a lot of money compared to the salary. So it's, it's a decision that shouldn't be taken lightly. You should know what risks you take on. And that's why you have advisors, but that's also why you talk to your parents. But what people do is they select a mortgage basically on price, yeah. the cheapest rate, the cheapest rate for two to five years. And what happens after two to five years, after the period uh, runs out, you go to a very high standard variable rate, unless you refinance. But you can't really refinance earlier or move earlier because you have prepayment penalties. Yeah. So you, you're not flexible at all. People think, I'll go for two years because that's flexible. No, it's not. It's only flexible if exactly on that two-year point. Otherwise, you're tied in again or you pay a very high rate. So it's a very inflexible market with significant risks attached that are all put on the borrower. But it works for the lenders because the lenders fund all their mortgages with deposits, which are all short term. So they're very happy to give you all the risks and they will give you very cheap loans for that. The margin they make is not enough for the risk and the effort. They make their money by not paying savers. <laughs> deposits are not being remunerated. That's where the banks made their, make their money. And that worked fine until the financial crisis came. When the financial crisis came, the regulators, rightly so, said, we have too much debt. We have a lot of systemic risk here. 
we want everybody to look at how much a borrower can afford. It's all about affordability. It doesn't matter what the house is worth. You have to be able to pay the debt, which is absolutely correct. But the regulators say you have to be conservative and stress that, which meant that a lot of people could not even afford the house they were living in. Um, new borrowers, first-time buyers, couldn't borrow as much anymore as they could before the financial crisis. So they could not buy houses anymore, which people could buy before the financial crisis. So the entire housing market is locked up. That's why you hear the problem is the deposits. People need to have too high deposits. Not really, because they only need a high deposit because you can't lend them enough because you put all the risk to them. You know, if you change your product into a long-dated fixed, you protect the borrower, you can lend the higher amount, they need less of the deposit, right? It all depends on, on how you explain things. And this is what other countries have done for a long, long time. Denmark for over 200 years, the Netherlands for 40, 50, 60 years, the US obviously after the savings and loans crisis, they started protecting borrowers by making long-dated fixed-rate mortgages the core product. And that protected them over the crisis against these shocks. And that, in turn, helps the economy. So it really is important that you have a consumer-focused affordability view instead of an asset-based lending view that we, that we have in the UK or used to have in the UK. So what we're doing by introducing these products is making the housing market work again, get people to minimize the deposit requirement and be able to buy a house again as they could before the financial crisis. And when we're in a high inflation world like we are now, the go-to defense by the, the economists is to increase interest rates. So costs of living is increasing, you know, the price of bread and milk is going up. Also, your mortgage rates going up. And when you've got a fixed term interest rate, that doesn't impact you at all. From a user's point of view, it makes a lot more sense. But similarly, I'm wondering about regulators and the big dominant players. What did those incumbents think? What did those stakeholders think when you started your discussions? Um, very mixed. And we need education, education, education. You have people that say, oh, the consumers don't want them. Well, they have never really asked the consumers. We have asked. And the consumers absolutely love them for the normal reasons. All that stability and security is important. Borrowers do not want to refinance and pay fees every two years. They do not like spending weekends and weekends on their mortgage application. It really is not their hobby. <laughs> they want a home. They don't like taking a mortgage, right? What is key, though, and that came out of our discussions, they want flexibility. They want flexibility to be able to change their mortgage, to be able to lower the interest. If, if it's in their benefit, they want to refinance to a lower rate, obviously, and they want to move house, right? So it is important that that flexibility is there in the, in the product. A lot of people say, oh, it's more expensive. Well, you get a different product. You are not being given all the risks that all the other products have. You've got flexibility, you've got certainty, and you can borrow more money. Right? It's different than your two-year teaser rate, cheap, cheap, cheap. There is a price to pay for that, but it's, it gives you a lot of value. And that value is appreciated because the consumers also told us they're willing to pay for that. Now, that explanation to the stakeholders in the market, which are the intermediaries that are used to doing one thing, it's hard to change. And let's be honest, change is difficult for everybody. The lenders, the manufacturers of the mortgage products, they're all deposit funded. 
our market is completely deposit funded. Change is very difficult. Change is hard. They have to change their business model. So they resist it. But increasingly, people are beginning to, to realize what's wrong with the market. And the regulators love it. They know it. They know the risk of high leverage. They know how good it would be to lock in that risk for consumers. But they're not here to make the market. They control the market from a risk point of view, but they don't drive the market into a certain direction through regulation. That's the government's job. And we're very happy to see that the government now is beginning to say, hold on a second. The housing market is not working properly. Long-dated fixed seem to make that work again and, and unlock the housing market because we've given them a lot of evidence. Let's focus on it. And you've seen the Conservatives have made uh, statements with respect to long-dated fixed-rate mortgages. And last Saturday, I think it was, Labour also came out with long-dated fixed-rate mortgages. The market is beginning slowly but surely to embrace it. But it's challenging. It takes a lot of education and everybody loves to be second. Right? <laughs> yeah. I've been talking to, I've been talking about this for 10 years or more. And this is really good. This is what we need to do. And says, yeah, you do it first. So me and a few colleagues, we decided, okay, we'll do it first. And we, we fully expect that the snowball to start rolling and others to jump on the bandwagon once the benefits are there and, and people can see it unlocks the market. People also need to see that this is not a competitor to what's there because the number of mortgages outstanding has shrunk since the financial crisis because people can't get on the ladder. There's no new more loans coming to the market. That's what we solve. We grow the entire pie, right? Work with us and the market gets bigger again. And I think that's also key in that balance between the cost of the credit versus the accumulation of wealth. Because it sometimes does get looked at too in isolation in that for a big group of the market, the question isn't, I'm going to take a mortgage A or a mortgage B to buy this house. It's, can I get the mortgage to buy the house or do I rent for another year? Now you're paying a rent and you're trying to save for a down payment. So when we look at what are the cost benefits, it's not simply over a given period of time or over the life of a given loan, what would pay the highest total interest? And in the UK, as you said, you'll get teaser rates. So somebody might offer you a really low rate, but they have to stress test at the normal rate plus a given percentage because maybe interest rates will rise. Whereas if you guarantee that interest rate, you take away that need for the buffer in the stress test. And that's kind of how you can get people to borrow more. It's not just that you're stretching it over a slightly longer period. That's correct. Generally, the big lenders that control the market with their cheap rates that revert to an SVR, average SVR is probably 7%, 8%. The minimum stress they apply is 1% over that, so call it 8 9%. If you can borrow at 6 that means that you can borrow 30 to 40% more purely by removing that risk. That is the difference between buying a house and not buying a house. And by the way, it's not a choice to shall wait one year. Depending on circumstances, it might be that's the choice of waiting 20 yeah. years. I mean, you, you can't choose where you're going to live and how long you're going to live and when you're going to live. But you, you, you need to make the best out of that period. And we give people that choice and the flexibility. So it's worth it. People look at the total cost of borrowing, but then they ignore the house price inflation, but also the fact that they have to save less for their pension. If you, ha if you are not a homeowner 
but at the moment you retire, you probably need to increase your pension pot by 300, 400k to pay rent for the 20, 30 years that you're alive. And you have no security what rents are going to be at that point in time. So your quality of life is just so affected by not owning your home. Yeah. When I left South Africa, so 2009, we spent the next 12, 13 years uh, renting around the world. And as a renter, you've got the costs of moving, you've got the stress of finding and settling into new houses every time. If you've got kids in schools, you're looking at, oh, can I still afford to rent in the area the kids are in school at? Yeah, I think that's it's just full of benefits if we can get that right. So let's talk a bit about how you're doing that. The product has to be long-dated, fixed, and flexible to make it a success. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. To fund a long-dated fixed-rate mortgage with deposits is very, very difficult. And especially when you have to offer the flexibility because you, you, the banks would need to use complex derivatives, etc. So... It is important that you get the funding model which taps into the insurance companies and pension funds that need that long-dated stable income that a mortgage is because you have a person paying £500 a month and someone receiving £500 a month in pension. It's a perfect match, very stable matching asset. What we do is we've, we've designed a new bank to the UK, not new everywhere, but just new to the UK, based on what we've seen in Denmark and and, and Germany, for example. And that bank, Brenna Bank, will issue long-dated bonds secured matching the long-dated mortgages that we're going to lend. And the benefits of that from the system are immense as well, because you stabilize the risk. It's domestic assets being funded by domestic investments. It is boosting GDP. Let's not forget that housing is probably 15 to 20% of GDP, not just construction, but also the tradesmen, you know, everything that goes around it. But they also need to be sold <laughs> at the moment. <laughs> at the moment, you know, there are no houses being sold because people don't have the ability. So by connecting that, we make the housing market work again. More houses will be built and the economy is there. So we're really just connecting supply and demand and make it work. And from a distribution point of view, we don't really want to do this ourselves. We, we have a funding model that is unique, but we want to work with other stakeholders in the market that don't have access to that funding. So, yes, we'll go through the brokers. Brokers have a very important role to play. The good ones will pick it up. The bad ones that say, oh, people don't want it and I'm not going to teach myself or learn, they will probably just disappear. Others will just embrace it. And we see a lot of people embracing it. 
we'll go direct to consumer. But most importantly, we are going to work with other lenders and with other touch points, you know, other consumer brands that want to create awareness, other housing related touch points with the consumer so that they see what they can get from, from, our, from our mortgages that helps improve the quality of their life. Because that's what it's all about. It's about increasing quality of life, reduce stress levels, and live safely, right? Not losing your house. And what about that, that flexibility if people are taking a mortgage out now and they're looking backwards and they're saying, okay, but five years ago, interest rates were 1%. What if that environment returns? You know, am I stuck in here for 30, 40 years? If people were lucky enough to have a 30-year mortgage um, when interest rates are 2%, then obviously they don't want to prepay that ever. So we give people uh, then the opportunity to take that mortgage with them to other houses and borrow more so that they have that benefit. Um, that's the portability of the product. We also give people the ability, and this is new to the UK, to leave the mortgage with the house. You know how long it takes to buy and sell a house. So the buyer of the house doesn't have to go and get a mortgage or can have a top up from us, assuming that the credit is all okay, and can take over the mortgage. So you speed up the process. If you take a mortgage out in a higher rate environment, like now, yes, for five years, there are early redemption charges. But after five years, you can do whatever you like. You can take it with you. You can leave it if interest rates have not come down. If they have come down, you just refinance to the lower interest rates. You're free to do that. And then if you refinance to a lower interest rate with us, you've got it for another 30 years. So you're always in the driving seat. And I don't know whether you remember, but there were no 90, 95% loan-to-value mortgages just after the crisis. So if you had a mortgage then and you needed to refinance, there was no product. You were going to the standard variable rate and you were paying a lot, a lot of money, right? That can never happen. You're completely secure. You are in control of your own destiny. Yeah, and I think that portability too. Now, I'm sort of veering into some areas I don't know all that well, but from memory of reading some stuff in the US, that is sometimes a problem with the US fixed term mortgages. There are many people lack that portability. So they, they've got a great interest rate, they've got it fixed, but because the loans didn't allow them to carry that on to a new house, they're staying put. You know, earlier, you talked about the average family being able to afford the average house. I think the average family isn't looking to do all sorts of clever financing tricks to, to maximize this and that. Most people want to have a mortgage payment they know they can afford if they pay every month for the house they live in and not you know, spending their time watching the, the global financial indexes to see which way things are moving at any given time. So I think, as you said, like as soon as people are aware of it, there's going to be a great deal of interest. And I see that you are scaling up and, and really building to meet that demand. I, I went to the Pareta uh, website. I see you you know, you're recruiting a lot of staff, building up that team. So as we sort of sit here, uh, still in January of 2024, what are your plans for the year ahead? Where are you looking to take this new bank? Our goal is to unlock the housing market and do it collaboratively with all other lenders and stakeholders in the market. So we really are growing. We see our direct-to-consumer uh, or via the broker interest uh, really coming to the fore. And the market is slowly changing. They're beginning to see the benefits. We see other lenders willing to partner. We definitely have interest from the insurance companies to buy our bonds from a funding point of view. So all of that is really going well. And I think we'll see a real increase in momentum 
We also see the politicians, the old guard and the new guard. Housing is important for everybody across the parties, and they are beginning to understand it. And we do not need government balance sheet, right? The government can do certain things to help people. There are adjustments that could help the market develop quicker, faster, more efficient, better for consumers. And that's what we're talking to the government about. But they don't have to do anything. The snowball has started to roll and the benefits are clear. So 2024 is going to be the year that long-dated fixed-rate mortgages are going to be accepted in the UK as a, as a product that really meets the demand of specific segments, particularly home buyers and particularly first-time buyers, but also people over 50 and 55. Because let's not forget that I can't get a mortgage anymore because of age limits or other requirements. Borrowing into retirement is very difficult on a floating rate. A lot of people will need to reborrow to top up their pension pot, but also to retrofit the houses. We have an energy crisis. Our products are perfect to, to retrofit a house, make it energy efficient, and the energy savings often offset the cost of the borrowing. So it's a win-win. There is so much we can do, and we can't do this by ourselves. And we don't want to do this by ourselves. We want to do it with the entire industry. And I think this is the point where the industry in 2024 is going to open up we're not competing with everybody. We're working with people to do to make this happen. You know, you're buying a house, you know you're going to stretch, but you want that ability to say, I'm stretching, I'm going to have two, three years, you know, where we're eating bread and butter. We're going to budget as tight as can be for a while and we're going to then, you know, we establish ourselves, we're going to save and we're going to grow into this house. But with variable rates, as much as you could say, okay, we, we're going to save everything we can, we're going to stretch our budget, we can just afford this house. They say, okay, but can you afford this house if interest rates rise two, three, four percent? And no, so you're not getting the house. So I'm definitely going to be watching the story with great interest. I'm sure others listening are going to be doing the same. And and Arjan, I first found you on LinkedIn. You you share a lot of great insights from yourself, but also a lot of really well curated articles in the space. If people want to find you and to to follow that, but also if they want to learn more about Perenna. Where are different places they can go online to stay in touch? Well, obviously, there is Prana.com, where you find a lot of information. There are calculators on there, and increasingly, there will be more material to, to show people the value of, of, of owning a home and of, of long-dated fixed-rate mortgages. On LinkedIn, out of my own profile, I try to do the education and the value add, the calculated, you know, scientific way behind it. Obviously, we have all the information to stakeholders out of the Perenna um, uh, LinkedIn page. And we are on all the social platforms that you find. We have a great team that keeps that up to date. And it seems to work because engagement is, is increasing very, very rapidly. So your heart is where your home is. And we, we, we really believe that. Yeah. And as, as I said earlier, lots of roles you're recruiting for as well. So uh, I will put links to to the website, to the socials in the show notes as well. But Ian, thank you again for your time. As I said, genuinely, I think this is one of the the areas where lending and lending smartly can make a big difference to to the whole country. So very excited to have uh, been speaking to you today. Thank you very much. And thank you all for listening. Please do look for and follow the show on your favorite podcast platform and share the updates widely on LinkedIn. Plus, send me a connection request while you're there. This show is written and recorded by myself, Brendan Lagrange, in Brighton, England. Show music is by I Am Wake. 
and you can find show notes and written transcripts at www.howtolendmoneytostrangers.show. And I'll see you again next Thursday. Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.